Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Marion. That would indeed be weird. Bruian. Bruian. That sounds like somebody that would be a that would be a frequent um I guess uh Bruian of uh, Strange Brew. A patron. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call them now. I thought, yeah, you know, I don't know what they. I think they call them strangers. You want to change it to Bruians? But maybe in Tupelo we could we call it the Bruians in Tupelo. Uh, the strangers are in uh, in Starville. I guess you're right. There are a lot of strangers in Starville. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, wherever you are, Starville, Tupelo, wherever, even here in Starville, Tupelo. I mean, you, you know, they're they're not open all the time. You need to hit them up on on, on the uh, the website and get some shipped to your house. So you can make coffee whenever you want coffee. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. The holidays are coming up. It's time. It's, I mean, it's November now, right? All right. You, I was taught, I talked to a friend of mine last night who works in retail, and she told me, Brian, I'm, I'm going insane. I was like, what's going on? She's like, they are already playing Christmas music. It is still, it's still Halloween night, and the Christmas music has started here. So it's time, guys. If you do that, in which I'm a huge Christmas person, but but if you do that, it should be like on six pack. Whenever you make people leave that say they're going to leave, yeah, you should not be allowed to take part in Thanksgiving. You cannot have Thanksgiving lunch. You're preaching to the choir. You're not involved in Thanksgiving at all. You just have to wait until Christmas to -hmm. have your your big meals. That that should be that's should be the punishment. I'm I'm in. I'm in 100. percent Well. We say all that to say that the holidays are coming up. It's time to start shopping for the Bulldog fans in your life. College Corner is the place to do it. Two locations that serve you in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starville's best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's Wing Wednesday over at Humble Taco, and we say it every week. Those smoked wings there are the really what we're t- when That's the embodiment of that slogan. Everybody does smoked wings, but nobody does them like humble taco. So when you come in there, you're thinking, hey, I'm going to get some tacos. Do that. Get some tacos. But don't turn down an order of the smoked wings. They will be memorable, to say the least. Enjoy them now over at Humble Taco over there on University Drive. Firehouse Subs. 
the place I like to go for lunch. I, I, I tomorrow, and I can't do it today. I mean, it's, it's too late in the day now for lunch. But tomorrow, I'm hitting up Firehouse Subs for lunch. That's that. That's that. Lock that in, Robbie. That's they're going to see me tomorrow, and they can see you anytime you want when you download the Firehouse Subs app. You just got to download it, get it to your phone, place your order. Order's ready quickly. You pick it up, and not only are you picking up a sandwich, you're picking up a bunch of reward points as well. And of course, we only got a few tailgates left this season. A Firehouse Subs party platter, always a welcome addition. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, Madison. That is Firehouse Subs. We got a lot of questions today, as we predicted we would, Rob. Yeah, I, I knew it would be after John Cohen um, has chosen to betray Mississippi State University. And go to another SEC school. I'm I'm sure that people have uh have decided to come he out has and betrayed us. <laughs> he has joined the alliance. My best emperor. Not, not quite the rebel alliance. No, no, quite quite the opposite. I'm still thinking about his him just retweeting the oh, that was... announcement yesterday, and not you know you know what he all he had to say was two words, Robbie, War Eagle. That that was that he was. He couldn't classic. even bring himself to do it. That was absolutely classic, John Cohen. Just comedy. And, 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 and then, then the, you combine the, that with, like you said, the person was like, "This guy's really active on social media." Like, and I loved the just the the bio that just said athletic director. Athletic director. I think he's updated it at this point. I think. Let me let me look. Yeah, he he has. He's got the whole thing going now. Okay. Yeah, somebody got to him. Good job. All right, here we go. Uh, Colton Watson. Should state mind the mass exodus of transfers that we expect from Tamu, Texas A&M, or are those guys not good for team culture? What about Auburn guys? I mean, if if you can get one of those four- and five-star guys interested in Mississippi State, you should definitely take them, and then you have to hope that you have enough leadership in your locker room, and I think that you will because you look back and you look at next year, and with, with what you're bringing back, you got a ton of leadership. Yeah. You, you got a ton did, of veterans. Well, I would just definitely a, go after their defensive linemen mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, maybe a cornerback for sure. And if you can get it, if Evan Stewart gets into the transfer portal, chances are you're not going to get him. But you got a good pitch to make to him. You can throw the ball 600 times. Yeah. Just uh, spots that, that you are looking to fill, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm not turning down guys like that. No, quality guys. State should have plenty to sell to in the transfer portal this year to defensive players. Yes. Because they're going to be losing some guys up front. They're going to be losing some guys in the back end. They should be able to go out there and find a really good cornerback, some good safety, some good defensive linemen, people like that. Yes. And then, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, probably you want to look at maybe an offensive lineman. A tight, you know, they could still use a tackle. And then, like I said, if, if there's a a difference maker at wide receiver, you, you definitely want to look look at that. I would definitely do it. Right. Um, when I heard, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing it right now. I think I, I think I finally figured it out. When I heard Lou Sanjay was in first place throwing in strikes thrown as a righty and a second place as a lefty, the hair on the back of my neck stood up with excitement. When has a player in any sport garnered this much anticipation before ever stepping onto the field of the court? That's that's from like my interview last week with Chris Lamonis, where he said they had a strike-throwing competition and Sanjay was the top guy out of the bullpen from the righties, and he was second amongst guys from the left. So a lot of hype yeah. around this kid. I have a name I, I that that I, I want to throw out 
that of like a guy who before I ever saw him play, I was like, I can't wait to see this guy. I want to see if you've got one though. So is there somebody that stands out for you that you were like so highly recruited or just so you were just excited to see him? Uh, my last one before this one is probably going to be uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Jones is on that list. Chris Jones is a good choice. Yeah, so that that's that's probably mine is is Jeffrey Simmons. All right, mine is Dante Jones. Yeah, you know that's a much different era of recruiting. I, I, that's the point, though, right? I had never seen highlights. All I heard was this guy is incredible, absolutely unbelievable with what he can do. And can, I was like, okay. Can't wait can to take, see him. Can take seven classes in the summer session. I, I'm not even talking about the academic prowess of Dante Jones. <laughs> I'm just talking about athletics. Dr. Jones. And, and so they, that was the year they had a midnight madness. So that my, I, I did, my first time I see Dante Jones is not at a game. It's at midnight madness, right? And like the first thing he does is this ridiculous like dunk where he goes through the legs. I was just like, oh, my God, this guy plays for state. And then they did a little practice. And so, yeah, he's cutting to the hoop and all that. And it's great. Then he starts pulling up from three and draining him. I was like, this is the greatest basketball player in the history of the world. This guy's better than Jordan. I was just I, in love. I miss the times whenever you, the only thing you knew about a player was mm-hmm. like what you heard from other yeah. people. Yeah. Or, you know, if you were able to go see him in person, things like that. Like I was able if to you see. You were a hardcore recruit, Nick. You would you would go get one of uh, like super prep or yep. uh, what was that guy's Max M M finger M finger yeah yep they had stuff and like you would look at it and go okay I, I guess he's good you know this guy yeah. says he's good and you know, I remember Dante I remember Dante Walker back in the day like we oh. we all knew he was a he was going to be a All American mm-hmm. he's uh, at like the, in the, one of the best running backs of rivals yeah rivals recruiting rankings. I remember hearing about Desenzo Miller, and I actually got to go see mm-hmm. him in person and thinking, oh, my God, this is – yeah, this guy's super Dante's human. a good one, though. That Because when they signed him, you were like, this kid's supposed to be the best running back in the country out of high school. I can't wait to yeah. see him in Star Wars. And then, you know, he had two incredible years, and then we all know what happened. But those are, those are some good examples. Uh, I don't feel like going into the personal life there, so we're going we're gonna to go on to the next question. Uh, the beard You don't like man- talking about yourself? I'm not in the mood for it today. Okay. Um, the bearded Colton, you can feel free to ask that question another time, but just just not today. The bearded man with a fish. What's the craziest idea you've entertained in your own mind that you would like the next AD to try at Mississippi State? I think here's something I think would be absolutely insane, but I think it would work is to move the media in basketball down to the floor behind the basket. Ooh. Oh. Groundbreaking stuff. Um, that that might be too dangerous. Do you want? Do you really want media to be that close to players? Yes, I, I want. I want, sounds... I want to fear for my life when Tierra McCowan decides to. She wants to. Ryan, I, do we really want to put those players at risk like that? I mean, they're in a lot more media... risk now because if they were to careen through there now, there's nobody to catch them. We would catch them. I just think you're going overboard here. This sounds ridiculous. I, I can't imagine how dangerous it would be to have media members on the floor. <laughs> I mean, I know they did that for I want, probably about 50 years. but I just want Mrs. Starville, you, you I want the hump to be able to break its attendance record. It can't ever do it with us up there in those sections. I just, Is there I, a I don't real know answer here? I just don't know if it's possible to put people down there anymore. I mean, like I said, I know they did that for 50-plus years, but – 
the uh, last two years, I mean, it's just it's worked really well. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, uh, but anyway, real answer. Uh, I'm trying to think what I would, you know, what I would uh, would think was. I mean, really, I, I think the biggest thing is, which I think Mississippi State's going to do anyway, is just really going all in on the Bulldog Initiative, partnering mm-hmm. with the Bulldog Initiative, pushing it. It looks like the new NCA legislation is going to allow for stuff like that. Yeah, and one of the things that I that I think is is really important is making making sure that people that donate maybe certain tiers and things like that have incentives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the gold members or the maroon members, whatever you want to call it, those people get meet and greets with players. They get a chance to have a, a dinner at the end of the year with. Uh, Will Rogers, uh, and all like a banquet or something of all the players that are involved in the Bulldog Initiative. I think that I think you have to have some kind of incentive to get some of these big donors involved, because at the end of the day, I mean, you're saying, all right, we need your money, and the only thing that is basically that you're going to get in return is is maybe watching your team get better players, <laughs> or, yeah. or keeping the current ones that you have. So I think it's important to make sure that fans are appreciated for their contributions for the Bulldog initiative. I think that would be a good selling point for that, where you can get a lot more money um, involved. And and there's not a whole lot of money that Mississippi state or the initiative would have to spend on, on the front end of that. We're talking about maybe getting an autograph or something or having a, a, you know, dinner with, with some of the players. I mean, now that the university can be involved, I, I don't think that that's that should be outside the realm of poss- poss- possibility. Yeah. Two two eight dog. I'm getting married this Saturday during the Auburn State game. Do you think I should bring a big screen and have the game on? I tried to schedule it through through during our bye week. Okay. Oh, first off. no. First off, you're just gonna have to hear. You asked the question. You jumped in. Now you're gonna have to hear from us. What the hell, bro? I mean, what? What you happened? couldn't, you couldn't get this wedding in the summer. You you really couldn't. She was that adamant that it had to be this weekend. Good luck. Yeah. You know, because you, you, you know, you, bye week. Like, oh, I was going to get it during the bye week. Okay, first off, what you're saying is, yes, states on the bye week, but f you to all the Ole Miss, Alabama, LSU fans, whoever. Who, who were there. And secondly, just because it's the bye week this year, it's not the bye week every year. And then one day you're going to look up and it's your 10th anniversary and it's the same day states playing Alabama for the SEC West Championship. And then what are you going to do? Yeah, man, I, I don't, you know, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know if you deserve to watch the game on Saturday. That's, what I, that's exactly what I was going to say, Robbie. You, we are on the same page. You don't get to watch the game. Go and also, wedding, catch your the highlights wife, after. Your your wife, I can just go ahead and tell you because I've been married now for ten years, mm-hmm. and I've got your 20. wife is your wife is not going to be happy with you having no. a, f- a football game on at her wedding. Yeah, you 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 were the one who decided to get married on football sa- on football Saturday. Lay, you made your bed. Now you get to lay in it. No, and no this game. isn't and this isn't your wedding, by the way. You don't have a say so in anything. No. This is yeah. her. This is her call. Everything goes. You do not. You do not get a big screen TV. And you wonder when, when you're wondering why all the grooms and everything have their phones out. You're going to know why. You're going to oh, know. Man, why. this this is disappointing. This is a nightmare. Disappointing. Nightmare, man. Is this, is this have a picture of it? Was this? I just I just can't I can't, buddy. I'm sorry. 
And, and, and you know, like his picture is him at the game. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, man. Joe Dog wants to know, did anyone roll John Cohen's house ha- Halloween night? I mean, if they did, he's not there to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah so. It's too late now. Yeah. How weird will it be seeing him chunk a roll after an Auburn win? It will be really weird to see him roll in Toomer's corner. But I bet he can throw them things to the top That's of the tree. That's a good point. He's going to have forearms. the best arm out there, though. We'll give him that one. Uh, you got to put, put a little more of your back into it. There you go. Uh, you guys are throwing, these are some wussy throws. The Allegheny Boys Tennis Program. I am a teacher and coach in the western part of Virginia. I've been a huge state fan since 1980, since I lived in Mississippi before. I have a student here, whenever he sees me, he says, Go Rebels. Should I send him to the mm. office with a discipline referral? You need to get him a shirt. Get this kid a shirt that says Bulldogs. Give him an F. Or fail him, one of the two. Those are the only two options. I would not want to fail him because you're going to have to keep him around. That's you right. want this kid to graduate and get out of your hair. Hey, give him an A. That's right. That's a good point. All right. Kevin Wright, rank these coaching hires. Kroom, Orgeron, Nutt, Mullen, Freeze, Luke, Moorhead, Leach, Kiffin. Normally, I would say this is too many, but I feel like we can pull this off pretty quickly. I want, I'm going to do it. I want to tell me. You tell me if you disagree. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Mullen has to be the f- top one. I think so. Took over a, a a program that hadn't really done anything in a long time and mm-hmm. brought a lot of consistency. Right. Yeah. Kiffin is two, yes. and he's coming up on on one. Yeah, very close. All right, he's had, he's had a better start than Mullen did. Yeah, freeze three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Leach four. Hmm. It's, I'm gonna it's go, hard to imagine, but yeah. But I mean, that's where we are. I mean, the rest yeah, of no, the rest exactly are right. terrible. I'm, you know I'm going to go Moorhead five, Luke Ooh, six. I might go, I no, might no, go no. Luke ahead of Moorhead. No, no, I, I messed up. I messed up. Nut five. He did go to back-to-back cotton balls for the first time in 50 years. 50. He I did. don't read your stuff, Neil. My players tell me about it. Nut five, Moorhead six. I'm going Luke, Luke ahead of Moorhead. Moorhead went to two bowls. I, 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 I know, but this two, is, but this is why. This is why okay. he inherited an uh, a awful situation. He did. Whenever and he and he actually recruited pretty darn well. Mm-hmm. You look at what he left Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. They were in a bowl band because of Hugh Freeze. No question. And I, so Moorhead left Mississippi State in worse shape. Luke left Ole Miss in much better shape. I'm going to go Luke ahead of him. And he was okay. also promoted. And it was like you know, he was an interim coach. It wasn't right. like right. you know, nobody me. wanted that job. Nobody wanted that job. You know, you sold me. Luke, Moorhead, Orgeron, Kroom. Kroom is last. Those last four. Oof. Brutal. I'm going to say Orgeron because he obviously left enough team to go to back to back cotton bowls. Yeah. And, and Kroom did not leave. Anything like that. Yeah, Ordron recruited some good players, which, I mean, Kroom, his last recruiting class was really good. Was really good, but at the same time, he didn't sign them. They were committed, no. to, they committed to Kroom, but Mullen had to hold on to him. He did, but he still would have signed most of them. Probably. I, I don't know if he would have got Chad Bumpus or Denise. He would not have gotten Chad Bumpus or Ladarius Perkins. Yeah, so I don't know. All right, uh, Brogan Fairchild, really enjoyed the bi-week blitz. Would it be possible to hang out with Sam Purcell all day and have a bad day? Tell us, Robbie, you did it. No, it's impossible. 
Nice I was there with him from like eight eight o'clock in the morning till uh, five o'clock in the afternoon, and had a great day. Yeah, uh, Robbie, do you think you have to deal with more Twitter morons than Brian? I think you do because you say stuff about other schools more often than me, so you get yeah. other teams showing up. I I do trigger people. You do. You had lot. the Auburn. Yeah, fans. I definitely. Had Auburn fans yesterday were mad at me because their team spent thirty seven million dollars in three years. To fire coaches. All they were mad was, at me. All you did was tweet a fact. People hate that. People oh, hate when you tweet a, when you tweet truths. The like guy it messes you, up you what you they quote were. tweet it cracked me up when he was like, I, I have found your motive. Good day. Like Yeah, he found my motive. Like I was I was upset at Auburn for right. spending thirty seven million dollars on coaches. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Worm is state athletic director. You, why do our alumni and athletic directors go to rival SEC schools? Well, a lot of them still work here at Mississippi State, you know, but state obviously does a good job of cultivating young professionals in the athletic administration world. I mean, that's a positive. You just wish that you could hold on to. And, And don't ever forget, John Cohen was not in that world, he was a coach who became an administrator. I think the thing about Mississippi State is it kind of it kind of bubbles into you know all aspects is it's a very blue collar place that's kind of spin around like you know you earn your keep you learn from people you develop it's it's the same in all sports like you know over time Mississippi State has developed some really good talent sent it to the NFL to do big things it's kind of the same thing in administration is, you know, it started off a long time ago, people kind of learning from some people in that industry that were well-respected and they've gone off and done, done great things. You know, Ole Miss has kind of like the, uh, the people that were involved in journalism and stuff, and they've kind of gotten behind the scenes and media and they're able to kind of manipulate some things like that. But Mississippi state has a lot of people in administration across the board. I mean, we, I saw today uh, Brett McMurphy mentioned uh, Chuck Dunlap as a guy that yeah. could be a, a name of interest in the That would be interesting. Job. I, I like don't know Chuck. if that's going to happen, but he's one of the top guys at the SEC. Started right there at Mississippi State. Winston County. That's right. Actually, yeah, he started in Louisville, Mississippi. Again. The cradle uh, w- of coaching. That's right. W. Larson asks us, interesting to see that Cohen is blaming MSU for NIL stuff on his way out through the media. Wasn't that his job to actually establish and support this? And then sort of ask this other, sort of the same thing. No, 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 it's not the same thing. Go ahead. Wasn't that actually his job? Yes, it was his job. Yes. 100% his job. Yeah, that that falls on him. And, And basically what he said here is, I'm going to a place that already has that established, so I don't have to do it. That's basically right. what he's doing going to Auburn. When he said that uh, to Ross Dillinger, which Dillinger came back and corrected the numbers because he was told he was wrong, which right. we said yesterday he was. Uh, and that's not Ross's fault. Right. Uh, but that was basically saying, yeah, you know what? You know, It's, it's going to be too hard for me to raise money here. I don't think I can do it. So I'm going to go somewhere where that's already in place so I don't have to worry about that. Here's how you know that that information came either directly from Cohen or directly from someone who worked with Cohen at Mississippi State. Because Ross's thought process was, this information is coming from someone who has no reason to try to hurt Mississippi State. That's That's why I'm going to trust it. If that information had come from Keith Carter, not that Keith Carter is a liar or anything like that, 
But if it had come from Keith Carter, Ross would think, okay, now that Ole Miss has a motivation yeah. to not build up Mississippi State. I'm going to double-check that. But if John Cohen tells you something Mississippi State-related, you, you think you could trust him. And that's what's really so You learned a hard lesson is what I'm trying to say. Pete. That's what's really disappointing about it that is. is John Cohen is a Mississippi State guy, and he just damaged Mississippi State, or it, it, it looked like it was going to be damaging Mississippi State. It looks like it's actually re- – going in reverse and it's actually pissed off Mississippi state fans. And they are now yeah. giving in droves. They to picked the up Bulldog like almost a hundred members of the Bulldog initiative. Yeah. So, days. but that's very disappointing that a guy that's been here, been in this culture uh, for most of his young it's his alma mater. life. Never mind. You know, he, if he just worked here, Robbie, this guy is an alum yeah. and tried to burn that down on his way out the door. That's disappointing is, Putting it kind of mildly, which which you know leads me to believe there's more to that story that I'd like to see uncovered in yeah. time. And also from W. Larson, can we trust Mississippi State to hire a real athletic director, or will they promote Lamonis or Leach or something because they quote love MSU? You have no idea, Robbie, how close I was to just tweeting Lamonis last night or texting Lamonis last night and just being like, "Hey, congrats! I hear they're going to promote you to athletic director." <laughs> yeah, just I think keep, the, uh, keep the, the chain going. I think state's going in the opposite direction with that. I think they're. I think they they're about to. Administrator. Yeah, the, I think. I, I think that they're going to do what I've been talking about um, the last couple of days and go get a guy that is going to raise some money and try to get Mississippi State competitive in NIL. That's where I think they're going to go. Did you see my tweet about my wife's friend's kid? I don't think so. So I found out yesterday that one of her friends has a kid named Zeppelin. Oh, I did see that. I worked three song titles in there before she's like, stop. That's excellent. Yeah, I did good. Great name. That is a great name. Uh, Dalton Lee, I believe Rob Hathaway had a great tweet about our former ADs being in a Manchurian candidate situation at their new respective schools. What are the target schools we must overtake in the order, in order to gain power in the SEC and then the rest of the football world? Unfortunately, they're not the ones where you have people because taking over Alabama and Florida is not happening. Yeah, I mean, state you're you're never over. unless state become unless state gets like a you know a a trillionaire, like someone that is just I mean I think billionaire I think there are billionaires in this fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, know one there's them, one of them multi- to think like me. Yeah, yeah, like somebody's got to be like I'm giving you know. 35 to 40 percent of my profit to Mississippi State. Yeah. That's how you get towards the top half of the league. Did but you uh, just got to be? I don't know if they got to pass a bunch of people. They just need to be in the same realm as Ole Miss, mm-hmm. um, South Carolina, South Carolina, Arkansas, Kentucky, Arkansas. Yeah, Ar- Arkansas is going to be tough because they have the Waltons, they have the Jerry Waltons, Jones, they have they have Tyson Foods and stuff like that. They have but Jerry Jones they got a lot of money, but I think State can still kind of be somewhere around that realm. They just cannot be down there with Missouri and Vanderbilt. Did you hear the uh, the comp- comparison that was made to, about millions versus billions on Sports Talk Mississippi? I did not. All right, this is going to blow your mind. I, I have to change the date a little bit, so I'll be close. But So a million seconds ago was like October the 25th, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, not October the 25th. I'm sorry. Uh, like October the... Like the 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 seventeenth. All right, it's been it's been a while, but it's like basically two and a half weeks or so. Right, 
a billion seconds ago was 1990. Yeah, that's wild. That blows your mind, right? It's like it doesn't. It's tough to get your head around. So, yeah, billionaire and millionaire, big difference. Very big difference. What? Who is? Who is Mississippi State's? Like the the guy that has the most money, would it, would it be Richard Ackerson? Yeah, but he I mean he gives a ton to, to athletics, so that's not. I'm just I'm just trying to think about the the richest person in Mississippi State's family. You know, they, you know who might be? Toxie Hayes. No. Who? Dak Prescott. Very well could. Dak Prescott has a guaranteed hundred and sixty million dollar contract. And he has all his endorsement deals. My guess is Dak probably makes close to like 60, 70 million a year. Uh, yeah, he's not, he's not close to Richard Ackerson. Rick, Richard Ackerson's uh, net worth is $177 million. So what you're just what I just said though, if, if Dak's making 70 mil a year, he would eclipse that in three years. Yeah, I guess. Oh well, so this isn't this this isn't what Richard Ackerson's making per year. Right, right. It's just his net worth. Yeah, I got you. Dak's net net worth is it's up there. It's up there. He owns one million one hundred twenty four thousand one hundred sixty seven units of Freeport McMoran Incorporated stock, worth over one hundred twenty three million dollars over the last nineteen years. Elon Musk to buy that for forty four billion, and then now and then we're rolling. But he uh, he's done. Richard Eckerson has done his about a ton, about a ton. <laughs> yeah, so not, we're not we're not hating on him for sure. Tommy uh, News is up there. Yeah. I mean, there's you got, you got they, a few. they got some guys. Yeah, the nine hundred one Stark Dog. If you had to do it, would it be better to pick up a pound of elephant dung or a pound of rat droppings? I have one question before I answer. Um, you, you you're going to make the decision. Do I have to see the rats? No, because I mean you're you don't always you don't hardly ever see the rats around the rats. That's my point. I'm just making sure that I don't have, actually have to see the rats. Mine's going to be elephant because that means that it's like out in a jungle or a zoo somewhere. But you have to pick it up. The rat. Yeah, but you just take a shovel. No, I'm not saying you have to pick it up your hand. So here's what I'm saying about the rat droppings, right? Because I have to assume what this person is saying is they're sort of concentrated, right? Yeah. Rat droppings don't really stink. Like if you've ever been around rat droppings, they don't they don't put off the normal crap aroma. A pound of elephant crap is going to stink. Really. I mean, a pound of rat crap will probably stink too. I don't know because like, like, it's so small. Like you don't yeah, ever see, you, I mean, you never see it all together. I don't know. I, I think I'm going, I think I'm going like, rat droppings. Sweep well, them my, up into the dustpan. Get them out of there. Yeah, but here's my thing with the rat droppings. It's in your house that you're picking it up. The elephants are not in your I house. I think you're overthinking this. We're just talking about you're in a warehouse that you don't live well, the, in. And the elephant's not going to be in the warehouse either. The yeah, elephant is elephant outside. The you're, you're overthinking it. You're overthinking I'm it. I'm not overthinking it. Those are, these are two we're, different We're not talking animals. about encountering this in the wild. We're just talking about like, no, hey, I'm, I'm going to send you. It's like a fear factor thing. Like we have a no, pound uh, of rat or a pound of elephant. Which one do you want to have to clean up? You don't have to encounter the elephant in the wild. You encounter them in a zoo. I'm just saying. It, it's going to be an elephant for me. All right. For me, it's the rat drop. I will take a shovel and scoop it up and go dump it somewhere outside. I don't have to know that there's rats in my house okay. or, uh, or, or I mean, warehouse. I get, where you're, I get where you're going on that. I hate the rats. but uh, Another one from the Stark draw, Dog. What's more shocking, Cohen leaving for Auburn, Auburn or Cohen leaving for Auburn the week before we play Auburn? 
Uh, it's just the leaving for Auburn. The, the, the timing of the game is just a coincidence. Yeah, that I mean, I don't think it really matters either I don't think that when was he leaves. In terms of spite, Robbie, I don't think. I don't think it matters like when he leaves either. He's not coaching a game yeah. or anything like that. I mean, yeah. So, all right, let's move on into the rest of the rumblings. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. So if you're cooking out this weekend, if you're tailgating. Do it with beef. So many great products to choose from. Grab some steaks. Grab some burgers. Everybody's happy when beef is on the grill. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's also a great place to head Friday night and, of course, Saturday before the game. Plenty of big screen televisions in there to watch college football on and plenty of great food to get you filled up before you make the trip over to Davis Wade Stadium. should be great weather this weekend, so the outdoor seating will be premium. Enjoy yourself every time you're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service. Every business offers it. Advantage Business Systems delivers it. It has delivered it for 47 years. You can't stay open that long unless you take care of your customers. And when you're talking about Advantage Business Systems, you're talking about it's it's a one-stop shop. It's they do the sales and they do the service. You're not talking to somebody who sold you the product and then you got to find somebody completely different, usually not in the state of Mississippi, to come fix the product when something goes wrong. No, you want to call one number and one number only. That's the difference that Advantage Business Systems makes. Their number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We said it earlier, the holidays are coming up. It's time to shop for the Bulldog fans in your life. Shop at the Rogue and don't worry about living the three-stripe life. Check out the Rogue's collegiate collection, some of the best quarter zips and polos I've seen, and they've got the logos that the fans have said they want, the walking bully, the M over S, and the script state. Get those. And if you like the banner M, they got that too. But regardless of whatever it is, you want the quality products sold by The Rogue, one of the top men's clothing stores in the entire Southeast. Go to The Rogue in Jackson. Look at therogue.com. Check them out on Instagram, The Rogue JXN. Let's go shop at The Rogue. Uh, RJ Sweatman, do you think the new AD comes in wanting his guy to football him? We talked about that a little bit yesterday. That, you know, new ADs love to come in and make a splash. It's up to Mike Leach to make it, you know, not possible. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he comes in and just fires Mike Leach no. for no reason whatsoever. But I, I do think that anytime that you have an AD come in, there's going to be some pressure around the AD to make some splashes and make sure that everything's um, going well. So, I mean, I, I don't think that um, that he has a long leash. Right. Uh, or anything like that. So, yeah. Uh, Zach Huzak says, I have tickets for the Saints Steelers game. What one word could be used to describe the experience of watching two teams with a combined five wins play each other in week 10? Hmm. Painful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went a little for, a little lighter than you there, Robbie, but geez. Uh, where are we here? Uh, Sheldon Nation. I, I, I'll Go probably ahead. watch that game. Oh, yeah. With my when my eyelids stapled to the uh, top of my head, look over your house and just just hold them open there. And do you see? Do you see? <laughs> do you see Matt Canada's offense? 
Steelers offense before, and it's Ben Roethlisberger. Do you see? Yes. Steelers <laughs> offense changing. It's the NFL draft. Steelers offense now, and it's Pickett and Trubisky. Do you see? Oh. And same for me, from Breeze to Winston and Dalton. God. And, and they just they just gave away one of their best receivers. Who did? The Steelers. Oh, I thought the Saints had. I was like, what are you talking about? Okay. No, no. Chase Claypool is going to the oh, Bears. Oh, yeah, I saw that. The Bears. Yeah, yeah great. Sheldon Nations asks, if you were interviewing candidates for the AD job, would you ask them their thoughts on student-athletes and protect potential collective bargaining agreements? If so, what would you want to hear? I would definitely ask. Um, I would want to hear, tell me if you disagree, you know, that, hey, we've got to have a plan if that happens. If they, yeah. if, if they are given the right to unionize and talk about collective bargaining, we need to be ahead of that and, and have a plan ready. Well, that's why you hire somebody – you hire somebody that's kind of one of those progressive, open to new like new things, always thinking about change, always thinking about how they can stay ahead of the curve. You got to hire somebody like that with that kind of background. Yeah. The 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 old age of athletic directors is no more. Right. It's not about you know the, the hard nosed athletic director Mm-hmm. guy that understands coaches is going to relate to coaches and things like that. And that's, that's not really how it goes anymore. You do need that. I mean, it, it's, it's important to be, you know, a, a guy that everybody respects in your athletic department and a guy that's going to be able to go hire some good coaches. But to me, the most important thing is somebody that's going to be able to get you the most money and have the, the most money available for coaching staffs to do what they want to do. Agreed. Uh, because that's where everything's headed right now. Agreed. Uh, let's see here. Next question is from Jay Tidwell. We already answered that first one there. Who wins in their prime, the Big Show or Andre the Giant, and why? If we're talking big about like a real fight, Andre the Giant wins. Not even close. I'm going Big Show. He's way more mobile, way more athletic. Oh, in his prime, though, his- Andre the Giant was just – he's so much bigger than the Big Show. Yeah, I mean, uh, they were both seven-footers. I mean, that, and you're, you're seven talking foot. about two – yeah, but uh, Big Show is also over seven feet tall. I, I, so, I mean, we're totally talking about a couple of inches. I think this is just the difference between you and me being our age, is I've seen well, I mean, I the Giant. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I watched a lot of old school wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I watched Andre when he was at, at his peak. Mm-hmm. And I just I think that Big Show, is, I, I just think you're underestimating how – freaky that dude is as an athlete i mean that's that's a college basketball player yeah that's seven foot whatever he is and 500 pounds he could do a backflip off the top rope so i mean i'm going big show but yeah. understand you have an affinity for that for that era i do so I do. you're going to go with that yeah nathan taylor assuming assume we rehire strickland and mullen my goodness what catchy oh. phrase does Rhett come up with for next football season? Spread the fun again? You know what I, I would go with? And this is free advertising, Rhett. If this, if this miracle were to happen, you can always come back home. I would have a special um, day at the, at the football stadium. Like, you get in free if you wear loafers and khaki shorts. <laughs> and if your polo is buttoned all the way to the top. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good call. It's loafer's day yet. <laughs> Jackson Prep cheerleaders get in for free. Uh, let's see here. 
Ryan Morrison, the grass always seems greener on the other side. Do you think this is a good move for Cohen, or does it turn out like Mullen at Florida? It's kind of simple for him, right? Because it's just different for coaches. All Cohen has to do is hire a football coach that wins, and he can he'll be fine. Yeah, because Pearl and Tom Thompson will take care of themselves. Right. No, I mean he. It's not guaranteed that he's going to fail. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they just got to fix the football thing. I mean, that's everybody will be happy from there. That's where I mean, the, I mean, the other stuff like basketball, I think, has become important there, but it hasn't always been a big deal to them. They right. don't really care about baseball. You know, if he starts if he starts putting a ton of emphasis in baseball, I think that's going to rub some people the wrong way because that that's not a culture that really appreciates baseball across the board. Mm-hmm. Or at least not as much as they do at Mississippi State. I and mean, there's a lot of people there that love it, but they're going to want you to take care of that football situation first to make sure that's okay. And then maybe they'll get involved in baseball. All right. Uh, Kyle Wilson, what is the most overrated Thanksgiving side dish? And is cranberry sauce a condiment? I'll, I'll answer the second question first. I don't think it's a condiment, Robbie. Because you can eat it without putting it on anything. Nobody would just eat ketchup with a spoon. Is that a side dish? Cranberry cranberry sauce is a side dish. That's the that's what I would say is the most. That's your number one. Yeah, I, I'm not a big cranberry sauce person. I think the number one for me is green bean casserole. Yeah, see, I don't I don't eat that much. I mean, I don't really think much about that. Okay, but that that would make sense too. Yeah, I'd rather just have green beans. I don't want what the is cream your f- mushroom. That's what? right, with with bacon wrapped. Oh yeah. It. Oh, now you're talking. Now you're talking. What's your favorite um, Thanksgiving dish? Turkey. Turkey obviously is number one, but if you're talking about side dishes, mac and cheese. The mac and cheese has to be good. Uh, chicken and dressing. There you go. There you go. Dressing always good. Mashed mm. potatoes, gotta have that. We always. Do I had all that. I had the uh, on Sunday for lunch with the. Uh, the three-star lunch special that I had over in uh, mm-hmm. Matheson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I had fried chicken, mm-hmm. chicken dressing, mm-hmm. uh, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, oh. and green beans. That's a, that's a great meal. We always good. do Brussels sprouts, which is what I'm bringing to Richard's house for Thanksgiving. Although I need to ask him. I haven't, I haven't been sure yet that they have mac and cheese. If they don't have is mac he, and cheese, I'm bringing Is he a Brussels sprouts guy? Oh yeah, he said because I yeah, and I, I do them. I roast them in the oven. I add bacon, season them up. They're going to be real good. But if there's no mac and cheese, I'm bringing mac and cheese. Yeah. So I got I got I got to be sure about that. I'm sure there is, but I got to be sure. You have to have mac and cheese. I got to have it. My favorite. Uh, let's see here. Jeffrey Chancellor asks us: 250k for Cam Newton, 250k for John Cohen's buyout. What's the next thing that Auburn pays 250k for? The steal from Mississippi State. I'm sure there'll be a recruit down the road that that the NIL deals better for. Was it 250? I thought it was 180. They gave him 250. They were going to give us the discount at 180. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's how that was going to go. You get the discounted price, one hundred eighty thousand dollars, and four easy payments. Let me tell you something right now. That was a deal that we should have taken. Yes, there's oh, no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. They could have vacated whatever they want. There's nothing that would have taken away my memory of Cam Newton torturing people in maroon and white. Nobody will ever forget that. 
Nope. The high, Mississippi State has a Heisman Trophy winner and won a national championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine with me. Exactly. Take the Jay trophy. And, I don't care. Yeah. Jay in Baltimore. And this is the time of year when companies attempt to infuse pumpkin into just about anything. Chapstick, lotion, whiskey, Cheerios, and DQ blizzards, to name a few. Excluding pie, what is the best use of pumpkin, in your opinion? Cupcakes. My wife makes uh, pumpkin uh, cupcakes for, for Thanksgiving every year. They're great. I, butter I don't cream, really... cream cheese frosting on there. Yeah, I, I don't really eat pumpkin anything. Well, that's fine. Pumpkin, pumpkin is really, it's, it's nothing that's kind of overrated. Pumpkin pie, the most overrated Thanksgiving pie. Yeah, no, there's no way I'm going with pumpkin pie over anything else, just about. I want pecan, I want chocolate, I want apple or cherry, I don't want pumpkin. Strawberry. Oof. Strawberry pie, yes, exactly. Uh, John Carpenter. Now, every time I say the name, like the Halloween theme just starts playing in my head. Right. Um. When you buy new clothes, do you wash the new clothes before wearing them, or will you wear them first before washing? I'm aware. I'll go ahead and wear them. I, I'm the same way. If my wife gets there first, she's she will washing wash it. it. Yeah, yeah. Man, I guess. Uh, Rob Hadaway wants to know, do we work or live at Camp Lejeune for at least 30 cumulative days between August 1953 through December 1987? If so, we may be entitled to get compensation due to contaminated drinking water. I did not live there, so that's no good to me. Robbie? I was not born yet, so okay. so yeah, no, no, no use. Uh, question from his daughter, Rob Hadaway's daughter Elizabeth. What is the first Halloween costume you remember wearing as a child? The first one she remembers is she looks like a rainbow ballerina unicorn. That's a great costume. I don't remember first one I was. You, what's the first one you remember? Is what he's asking. Oh, um, gosh. You know, I just don't like, I don't have a lot of memories about Halloween. Yeah. Like we, we were like, I enjoyed Halloween. You know, we did, we did the, uh, we didn't do like trick or treat that much mm-hmm. in my family. Like we, we just kind of stayed home and watched the Halloween movies. Uh-huh. So I don't, I mean, I can't think of my, you know, the first one I remember. First one I remember is I was Tweety Bird. You were you were Tweety Bird mm-hmm. back in the old days, where you wore like that flammable costume with the plastic mask and the rubber band that just cut into your ear all night. That's what oh, I was. Yes. So I was Tweety Bird. Uh, let's see here. Also from John, or sorry, from Rob. Do you have any John Cohen stories that you couldn't share before? Um, I probably could have shared this one. Did I? I told you the, this one the other day. We were about. So John told me one time this this was we were in uh, we were in San Jose for the NCAA tournament for basketball the one the one time Howland made it it was me and Horka and Logan and Portnoy and this was like Portnoy's first week on the beat he had just started and they sent him out to California um and John and I we're, we're sitting there talking and I, I we came up. Logan was telling was they were just talking about restaurants or something. And Logan Lowry, huge fan of the Alabama Taco Casas. We, if you know on the beat, you know that Logan will stop at Taco Casa every time State plays in Tuscaloosa. So, John starts telling a story of how he and Butch Thompson were on their way to Birmingham to recruit a player, and they stopped at Taco Casa because Cohen likes Taco Casa as well, and so. 
they they get the food and they're gonna sit down and eat. And Butch is like, well, we'll just eat in the car. And John is like, John tells him, he says, we can't just eat Taco Casa in the car. That will not be a good idea for us. And so he's like, Butch is just insist- like, no, nah, we got to get going. Let's, let's go. And I mean, John's the head coach. He could have said no, I guess. But he's like, all right, fine. So John you know, gets a pile of napkins. And Butch is like, ah, we don't need that many. I don't need that many napkins. And he, t- I think he said he got in the car and he takes his sh- his his pullover off and he's just wearing his t-shirt or whatever and he starts eating because he knows how it's going to go. Butch does not take his his pull his overshirt on and he starts eating and all of a sudden now Taco Casa is all over his shirt. He's just covered in meat and grease and salsa and God knows what else. And John's just laughing at him. He's like, you idiot. I told you we should have stayed and eaten. You can't eat Taco Casa in the car. So they get to the house, and he's like, I can't go in like this. So they look in the car, and all John had, and Butch is not wearing an undershirt, by the way. So Butch's team, no undershirt, which this is why you should always wear an undershirt, because if all else fails, you have that on. But Butch doesn't have one on. So they had all that John had in there was a shacket. One of those short sleeve pullovers that it's a pullover. It's not a shirt. So Butch goes in there wearing only a shacket, no undershirt, and they recruit the kid. And he said he they, they got the kid. He was pretty sure it was Ben Bracewell, but he didn't he didn't remember exactly. So I thought that that was funny. I have all right. I got I got one more. He might get mad if he heard me tell this one, but we were up there one time in the baseball press box at an old duty noble. This is this is and uh this is right after AJ Brown has signed with Ole Miss. And somebody made a comment about AJ Brown, and I was like, Yeah, the uh they're gonna rename Starkville's baseball stadium after him. And John laughed. He's like, they're gonna rename it after a career two fifty hitter. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was hilarious. He had some pretty good rants back in the day, you know, in the press box, like his thoughts on on certain sports and what's mm-hmm. going on and certain things and, and all that. I did want to address something. We said we were going to do this, and I promised people on the message board that I was going to do this. Okay. The John Cohen and Vic Schaefer thing. All right. I figure we might as well just go ahead and get that out of the way. Now, it's we nothing. said yesterday we weren't going to do this. Well, I've already I'm, – I'm tired of hearing – like, people will just continue to ask, and so I'm just kind of tired of it. Y'all get ready but to get disappointed because this story is really not, not as juicy as you think it is. No, and that's what I've tried to tell people before uh, because, you know, people thought it was, you know, something stupid behind the scenes that had nothing to do with Vic. Uh, people thought that, that John Cohen was not willing to pay him any money, told him they were going to stop uh, spending money on women's basketball. I mean, none of that stuff is true. Uh, the real issues lied in the fact that, in my opinion, I've talked to both men about this. And in my opinion, you have two stubborn coaches, old school coaches, that are very set in their ways. They're very independent. They're very uh, op- that they're going to speak their mind. And there were times that they disagreed on some things and listen i mean I, vic schaefer at times could be 
somebody that was, you know, he was, he demanded a lot of things he demanded. And quite frankly, that's what, if you're a winner, you're going to demand a lot of things. Um, And he felt like women's basketball should be at the top of, you know, Mississippi state's uh, to-do list. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I mean, the state did a lot for women's basketball while Vic Schaefer was here. They're still doing a lot for it, but either way, I mean, they butted heads before and, the job came open at Texas. I feel certain that, that Vic was planning to interview for that job or at least hear out uh, Del Conte anyway. But mm-hmm. he reached out to John Cohen the day that he was contacted. And I believe Chris Del Conte also reached out to John. So it wasn't a situation where Texas was going behind John Cohen's back. Right. So both of them reached out to John Cohen. And from what I understand, John Cohen – did not respond and he just kind of I don't know if he was mad if he just didn't care what but he didn't respond that rubbed Vic the wrong way Vic went and interviewed for the job and ended up taking the job at Texas and then there was kind of some uh I didn't know this part by the way it really bubbled up behind the scenes Mm -hmm. um between the two and I, I don't know I tend to think that it was going to be tough for Mississippi State anyway. I think Vic was really rubbed the wrong way by John during that whole situation and felt like Mississippi State should have been, you know, fighting more or whatever. But I do think Mississippi State did their due diligence there and they offered a contract to Vic to to stay. And from what I understand, that contract was uh, comparable, if not more, than what Texas was going to offer. Mm-hmm. And that's basically how that all transpired. It was not a situation where Mississippi State wasn't willing to pay Vic Schaefer what he wanted. Mm-hmm. It was not a situation that there was something going on behind the scenes with uh, people not associated with Vic Schaefer or John Cohen. Mm-hmm. It was basically those two, at times, they did not get along. And um, they had their moments. And so that's, that's all that is. I, I, don't, I don't know what anybody was expecting. But it was just kind of one of those things like there was really no reason to really go into all the details at the time because, it, you know, it just – to me, it didn't matter. I, th- I felt like Vic was probably going to go anyway. Uh, so – but that's – you know, there was water under the bridge now, and that's that's where uh, where all that went. There you go. Uh, good stuff. The Bama Dog asks, what can State do to be someone's final destination? Burns, Strickland, Cohen, Schaefer, Muller, all leave for what they perceive as better jobs. State pays good money. The facilities are nice. What can make State the job? Money. That's the only answer. Yeah, I mean, because Mississippi State has some special things to sell, but you know, one thing that they, they're really fighting is a lot of these other schools have m- more opportunity from an NIL perspective. Is that? Yeah. Also, I mean, you got to be able to win championships. That's why I don't yeah. worry about Lamonis going anywhere. Right. You know, that's why I didn't really worry about Schaefer going where until, as you just outlined, some personal feelings got in the way. But in terms of, you know, being able to win, Schaefer could have stayed here forever. Probably would have a national title had he stayed. So yeah. And and he had all he had all the resources that he needed for the most part. Now NIL might have changed that. I don't know what how competitive Mississippi State would have been if he had been here in the NIL realm with some of the other teams. But all things equal how they were, Mississippi State had the fan base, they had the facilities, they had the coaching. Uh, they started putting people in the league. I mean, 
I think that he would have continued to be, you know, just as successful as he was. I agree. Uh, we kind of answered that next question, so we'll move on. Uh, the rumbling bully helped me settle an argument between friends. One says college football is a more watered, way more watered down version of its pro counterpart than college basketball, and thus college basketball is far better to watch. What do you think? I think your friend is an idiot. I'll be totally honest with you, because first off, like honestly, if I mean if you're watching ULM against Rice, yeah, that's a way watered down product compared to the NFL. When you watch high level SEC football, that's it's comparable in a lot of ways. But college basketball is in no way comparable to the NBA whatsoever. The quality, and I know I know a lot of the olds out there are like, they don't play defense in the NBA. That's a load of crap. The quality of shot makers in the NBA is unbelievable. You think about every college team has some guy who's shooting like 32% from the field, but they start him because he can rebound. And play a little defense. There's nobody, there aren't guys like that in the NBA. Everybody can shoot. Everybody can shoot nowadays in the NBA. Your power forwards in the NBA are guys that, you know, I don't know what they would have done 20 years ago because there, they, there wasn't a position for them. You got six, nine, six, 10 guys that can shoot 40 plus, plus percent from three point range. So yeah. I, I totally disagree with that, that argument. The only time I sit down and watch college basketball, that's not, you know, when it's not Mississippi State is the NCAA tournament. Yeah. The NCAA tournament is exciting. Regular season yeah. college basketball is off. Also, something else to consider. The officiating is so bad in college. As much as I hate the officiating in it's college hard to watch. it's so much worse than college basketball. When the last three minutes of a game takes 30 minutes of real time, that's not that's not a good product to watch. No. Mm-mm. Nobody wants to watch guys shooting free throws. No. No. Uh, let's see here. I'm moving on here. Rob Chittam asks, have you done any more research on the weather Mike Leach only clears his throat when talking about football? You said yesterday he, he said he was getting over the flu, so we got to give him a pass to you on yesterday, right? Yeah, it was awful yesterday. Oh, that's my what, gosh. That's what I heard. It was like you you'll have to go back back and watch it. Like it was he couldn't make it through sentences, man. It was so bad. He's sick. He didn't feel good. Also, could you state again how glorious it will be to watch the press conference when John Cohen hires Hugh Freeze? John Cohen hired Hugh Freeze. Oh, what a glorious day. <laughs> Are you I I'm I'm serious about going. I'm I may go. Can you imagine Cohen's face? He just looks out. I'm just like smiling in the crowd. Like, go ahead, John. Tell me about his integrity. <laughs> this is oh a man God. right here. We we t- I talked to 32 admin and coaches around the country. They all say he's a man of rich integrity. Yeah, a man you can trust. A man that will never go behind your back and do anything r- related to uh, massage parlors. Oh, he'll go the university phone. Oh, we uh, that now that now we're talking. If Cohen got there's like, don't worry, Hugh, we got you a couple of phones. This is the good. This is the good phone, and this is the bad phone. (laughs) I don't ever want to see the bad phone ever again. Don't ever show it to anybody. I didn't pay for this. We're gonna put this in a glass case. We got you a track phone. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Ah. 
Let's see here. Reed Sweeney says on the he's got it just it just says could it be is a picture from the Flowood Nature Trail. One of their aldermen name was Dusty Rhodes. Now I spelled it a little different there, Daddy, but I'm sure his father, who may or may or may or not have been a plumber, if you will, uh, was named his son after the American Dream. Don't you think? Yes. There we go. That was great. Thank Gary you, Gary Rhodes. Gary Rhodes, mayor. Yeah. Hold on. Got to be his son, right? It's got to be. It's the same spelling. Yeah, it's got to be. You see, my my daddy Gary Rose was the mayor of the fine city of Flowood, if you will, daddy. And Jack, when he had a son, he's like, I ain't gonna name him after that nature boy Rick Flair. I ain't gonna name him after Tully Blanchard. No, no, I name him after the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. I got another brother, Magnum Rhodes, as well. Yeah, and his and his father Gary. He's a real blue collar individual. Started oh, yeah. out as a plumber. Yeah. Worked his way into politics because he was yeah. just tired of the corrupt. Yeah. I got people three brothers. Flowood. Three sons myself, Dusty Rhodes, Magnum Rhodes, and Nikita Rhodes. <laughs> we had a pet gorilla we kept in the cage there, Daddy. Do <sighs> you remember the gorilla? Uh uh-uh. uh. That was the great, one of the greatest things ever. Like they were going to team up. It was going to be uh, Dusty Rhodes. I think it was Dick Slater was the gorilla <laughs> and uh, Magnum TA. So they just, they brought a, gor- a guy in a gorilla costume out to the ring and like they kept him in a cage and like Nikita Koloff gets in the ring. We're going to unleash the gorilla on it. Didn't Dusty like pretend to be like somebody else? At Midnight some Rider. Point? Midnight Rider. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and talk just like Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, and well, then the horse would be like, was. that's Dusty Rhodes. He's like, no, no, I'm the Midnight Rider, Daddy. So. And then you had uh, Junkyard, Lo- Junk- Junkyard Dog did the same thing. Yeah, he was uh, uh, Stagger, Stagger Lee. Stagger Lee. Yeah. That's, yes. that's a great underrated wrestling gimmick is the loser leave town match, and then the next yeah. week the guy's back with a mask. They don't do that <laughs> enough anymore. I need Jericho doing to the, do that. Doing the atomic Imagine Jericho elbow. loses, and then they're like, the next week it's like, Le Champion, and it's just got like an L <laughs> over the face. That that's what we're talking about. That's that's what makes it entertaining. This is a great question, and I think it's an easy one from Nathan McQuarrie. If you could go back to 2020, would you take two more years of Schaefer or the last two years of Cohen? I'm taking Schaefer literally every day. Yeah, like, like you, yeah. Go ahead. So like Cohen goes and Schaefer Cohen says, says, basically Keenum steps in and says, look. We're not. You're, we're going to do with Vic Shea. We're going to win a national championship with him. He's more important. You're going to have to agree to what he says. And Cohen says, "I won't do it. I quit." He can walk to keep Schaefer for two more years. Oh yeah, because I think State could have found a solid athletic director. Yeah, no question. All right, uh, Ian Ladner. What's the dad tax this year? Is there a mom tax? I took one of each of the best of everything in the bucket. I just take whatever I want to. I'm going to be honest with you. Your kid's young enough that you can pull that off. My kid complains. I told her this well, year. That's, like, when hey. say, that's when you say, uh, as soon as you start paying bills. Well, what I told her this year is like, you live in Joe Biden's America. The tax went up. Well, you know what, <laughs> you know what I do is when, <laughs> whenever, um, whenever Natty's like, hey, don't take that. Like, I'll like take some of her chips or something. Yeah. You'd be like, those are mine. I'm like, did you I'm pay? sorry. Did, did, did this come from your checking account? Do you have a receipt, Natty? Yeah, like I, I've started that with her. Like I've, like I've started talking to her like she's an adult. I'm sorry. When, when did you get a job? 
good stuff. I, the last time I checked, I love doing you that. get driven to daycare every day, play in the sand pit, and then I have I'll a pick great you up story that I'll tell you off the air. I can't tell it right now. That I just had a similar kind of conversation with my youngest, the doctor's office. I'll tell you about it off air. Sounds good to me. It, you're you're going to laugh. Uh, we're just about done here. Uh, Peyton Duggan, Dungan, I'm sorry. What are your thoughts on the Starville NIL club? Robbie, I think you'll agree. My thoughts are you should join into the Bulldog initiative. I had, I, are they still a thing? They're still a thing. I mean, they think they raised like $3,000. That's more than I thought. Yeah. Wow. So, um, Tucker Medlin, we already answered that one. With the possible exception of football, it seems like every sport is trending up. Does that make state a more attractive job to possible ADs? I think so, yeah. I mean, you really are coming in with kind of a clean slate in that men's and women's basketball are just starting. Lamonis has a lot of, of room to work with. you just got to worry about football. Yeah. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Um. Do two more. Uh, Cameron Crockett, does Auburn naming Cadillac Williams, the interim head coach, make you nervous about this game now? I'm having flashbacks to 2004 when he and Ronnie Brown ran through us like a hot knife through brother. I was at that game. God, I was, I was too. I was just, they, I was just telling, I was just telling Sock and uh, Steph about that yesterday. If unless Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams in their prime are coming on the field up, yeah. Saturday, then no. Uh, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. I was, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at like three different things here. People are texting me. Um, and then the last one here from Hunter Bolware. Saw a lot of good and bad costumes this year. What's one costume you saw that was just future? I didn't see any costumes. By the time I got home, trick-or-treating was almost done yesterday. Did you see any costumes taking Natty out there? You're just like, what does that kid wear? Not really, but I, I again, uh, just like I told you a couple weeks ago, there were Jeffrey Dahmer oh, yeah. costumes yesterday. That's just like that's a bit some much. some of them were kids wearing yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Like what is, as a parent, what a do you do much. with it? Just a bit much. Um, and then also, do you think the twenty eight to three comeback last year against Auburn was what did Harson and the Tigers in? They have not been the same since. I talked about that. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit on the uh the pregame show that you can hear on WKBB here in the in the Golden Triangle. But that game killed Auburn. Like, it killed them mentally, and they also lost Bo Nix in that game. And it's just been downhill ever since. Since that game, I believe they are... Uh, so they were 6-2 and two coming into that game. They finished 6-7. and seven. So since that game, they are 3-10. and 10. Yeah, they've, they've, they they have have not. Yeah. The, and before that, you know, they had beat Ole Miss. Like, it's not like this was a team that was reeling. Like Mississippi State was playing them at kind of their their height or close to it. And that whenever that second half turned and you know Bo Nix went down the injury, like things just fell apart and they were never the same. That now they had shown like signs of being like really mediocre uh before that. You know, there were some play calling snafus and things like that from Brian Horson, some head scratching plays that he had. Uh, in ball games, but this was kind of the time where, like, when that happened, you're like, uh oh, if you're an Auburn fan, like, this, this, this guy doesn't really know what he's doing. 
Yeah, I agree. So yeah, that that seemed that kind of did seem like the beginning of the end. I agree. I agree with you 100. percent All right, call it a day. Tomorrow's show, we got a uh, lot to talk about. We're gonna start talking about this actual football game, Mississippi State, uh, Auburn. Hoping to have an interview tomorrow with an Auburn beat writer. Today on the podcast feed, scroll down a little bit. Great interview with former Bulldog Michael Fair, uh, who is one of the few people in college football that is probably four that is four and zero against Auburn. Never lost to Auburn in a year that he lettered at Mississippi State, including some great wins there in the late nineties. So check out that interview. I thought it was really really good. And then uh, also tomorrow on our Thursday podcast, Thunder and Lightning knows no king. But the king in the South, whose name is Walker, Brandon Walker joins us for his address to the people of Mississippi State. Except no substitutes, Brandon Walker speaks tomorrow on Thunder and Light. Looking forward to hearing what the king has to say. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Light on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.